If you like muscular firemen, economics, and staying hydrated, then this episode of Riverdale is for you. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. Man, that was a wild episode. It was, and it definitely made up for us skipping a week. Yeah, we definitely crammed two episodes worth of plot into one episode. Oh, it was one thing after another. It really... It felt like a a fever dream. I I told you this at the time. It felt like a fever dream. It was uh, too much going on for my liking, but you know what? There's some juicy stuff. There sure was. I can't wait to get into it. Jughead had one insightful comment this episode, and here it is. <laughs> I don't understand. Me neither. But something very strange happened in Riverdale last night. And with that, here's our 60-second summary. After the very scary porch fire incident, Archie is inspired to start up a volunteer fire department in Riverdale with the help of his old military buddy Jackson and yet another out-of-work character from the failed spin-off Katie Keene. In an equally well-thought-out scheme, Veronica bribes her students into helping her revitalize Riverdale's economy by starting the circulation of a brand new currency called River Dollars. Hiram isn't happy, but doesn't really try to stop her because he's far too busy vaguely referring to the real plan for Sodell, which sounds nefarious and apparently has nothing to do with land development. Cheryl and Tony butt heads over who will lead the cheerleading squad, and honestly, it's so hard to care when there's murder and aliens happening. Betty's investigation takes a turn when she finds not just one, but two bodies in the Swedlow Swamp. Thankfully, neither one is Polly, but it's becoming clear that there's a serial killer preying on Riverdale women. On the other end of the spectrum, the Mothman investigation is getting weird. Jughead and Tabitha interview Pop Tate and Nana Rose, who both claim to have had encounters. Nana Rose wins the What the Fuck Riverdale moment this time after revealing she's been preserving an alien Mothman corpse in a barrel of maple syrup for 60 years. Pretty sure that's not how maple syrup works, but that's Riverdale. If that's not strange enough, Jughead witnesses some weird shit working late at the diner and then blacks out. When he wakes up, E.T. is gone, leaving only a puddle of maple syrup behind. Okay, so right off the bat, this episode, we're after this insane fire (laughs) that occurred at Archie's house. It really looked like a serious fire. And I mean, it, it was at both entryways. Yeah. There was no way of getting out. And the flames were high. It was, it was not like a little it wasn't trash a little, can fire right. in Riverdale High School that could be extinguished by a fire extinguisher. But apparently that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but then again, they woke up the next morning and a lot of stuff was still intact. So, I mean, they, they took control as soon as possible, which I guess is good. And it's good sure. that Jughead was there for him. <laughs> to alert him to the fact that there was a fire. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. With that, you know, you got Archie with his awesome ideas. And he thinks now he needs to be in control. And he's going to start a fire department because he saw a picture. Because <laughs> he was related to someone who was right. a firefighter. <laughs> and therefore, he knows everything about firefighting. That, that's, you know, it's a it's a trait. It's, it's classic Archie. This, this was classic Archie, and I was so sad to see it because uh, I really had high hopes for Archie in this season. No, I don't think he's ever going to change. I don't think he's going to change because... I hoped. It, it takes... A serious event and then all of a sudden anything relating to that event he has some weird connection or you know his conscience goes off something happens 
He has to be the. He has a hero complex. He, yes, he has to be the he one needs to, save to save the world. Everybody. He should be a superhero. Except at this he's point. not. No. So like. Mm. Nobody's really noticing. I also feel that too. Like he's putting in so much effort, and nobody really gives a shit. Well, I. This is one of my major questions from this episode because. Archie is working so hard to save Riverdale. I just want to know who he's saving it for, because we haven't seen townspeople. We don't know who's really living in Riverdale right, at this we point. Just have students, really. And we, that's yeah, there's it. like 30 students, and Where then our main parents? cast of characters. Where are their parents? Do and, they care that they live there? Like, and why would you live there in the condition that the town is in at this point? It's been stripped entirely of funding for public services, like the police or the fire department. And if you are forced to live there because you don't have the means to move, I feel like we should be seeing more of that poverty stricken. We saw, you know, Sketch Alley or whatever they right. called it. But is that where everyone in Riverdale is living? I I don't understand who's still living in Riverdale and why they're trying to save it because it doesn't seem like there's really anything left. It's like it's too late at this point. Yeah. It I seems. mean, but I feel like Jughead <laughs> is all of us when he says some things. I mean, he, he's got good lines. Jughead was me when Archie said he wanted to be a firefighter or start I the volunteer fire so department. I so hard because the I The show felt is like... becoming self-aware. You see this guy in the front? That is my grandpa Artie. He was a fireman back in the day. Oh, jeez. I think I know where this is going. A hundred percent. It's calling itself out now for its bullshit. It knows it's a fucking joke, and it... I love it, and I think... That's what's going to make it run longer. It's going to save itself. Yeah, yes. it's going to save itself. Yeah, because it, it can't it can't take itself too seriously. Otherwise, we're not going to stick with it because that would just be insufferable. But it does annoy me when, you know, the show steals my punchlines. <laughs> I know, it sucks. It was coming out of my mouth as Jughead said it. It was the same. I was like, oh, God, I see where this I is going. I said <laughs> out loud to myself, by myself, here we go again. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Jug... <laughs> Says the same. Says the same thing. Same shit. Yep. I I like it. Yes, I agree. I think that that's how they have to play it because otherwise it's just going to be. And if you notice, it is Jug's lines that are the ones that are the self-aware lines. Yeah. Well, he is our like overall narrator, so I think we're supposed to kind of see him as our window into into the world, mm-hmm. and and it's filtered through him. So, so yes, I. But he's also supposed to be that sort of sarcastic cynical character right. who calls things out for what they are and so maybe that's what it is too but either way Jughead's been able to say a lot of things lately that, that I'm like you know what you're right you're right and and I don't like agreeing with him uh, no I don't like agreeing with any of them but the fact that I mean if I had to agree with somebody it would be him so with that he Archie decides he's going to meet with Chief Russell, who worked with his grandfather, and you know he wants him to come out of retirement. Shockingly, he's not into that idea. Yeah, he's not agreeable <laughs> at all. Weird. And, you know, he states he's like that's a young man's battle, which that's true. It it, it is, and it. I think that's those were the keywords for Archie. Like, uh, now now I have to do. I have to. Yeah, do but this. he went a little bit too young. He started recruiting high school students to be well, volunteer he tried firemen. He did try his friends first. That's fair. That's fair. Um, who, again, gave him a little realistic jab there. So I'm looking for a few good men. 
story of my life. I'm hoping to assemble a volunteer fire department to replace the one Hiram Lodge disbanded. Guys who aren't afraid to run into a burning building and save lives. So, I figured I'd start with you guys. We don't know the first thing about firefighting. I love Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. I feel like Kevin is not as prominent in this season so far as I would like him to be. He's kind of... He's kind of reduced to giving these like punchline type lines. But they're the realistic ones. But but they're also great. So you know, I I hope we I, need I, him. I just I want to see more of Kevin because mm -hmm. he is helping Betty with her investigation, but he's pretty sidelined in that. Exactly, and you know, I also love Fangs. Yeah, sure. He's and his but he's hair incredibly minor. <laughs> If he's we're minor. talking about characters. Oh, he's so minor, but I just, you know, we're talking about Kevin, and they're together, and Fangs is adorable, so we'll just go with that. Okay. You know, so he realizes, well, that's that's not going to work with Chief, Chief Russell. So <laughs> who does he meet with next? Veronica. And Veronica. Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie has a solution, because she always does. And clearly this season, she will always... Refer to her bestie in New York, Katie Keene. Oh my god, I'm Which so I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I'm sick of it because we have nothing to relate back to because the show was canceled. Yeah, I, I think, I feel like they're trying to give all these people jobs who were once employed in Katie Keene and now they're like, oh crap, your show went under. Right, um, like I could see if it was last season when yeah. Katie Keene was still on and you're trying to get some, you know. I think you just have beef with Lucy Hale. <sighs> Please don't get me started. <laughs> Skeet, I'm available. Enough. He's not. No, he's, he's a, not. He's in love with She's Lucy younger Hale. than me. It's not fair. So let's stop right there. Get in line, bitch. Oh, I'm not. I'm not happy, and I'm trying to block it out. Okay, let's move on. We don't have to talk about it anymore. So she. So Ronnie does tell him that Katie has connections to, and I'm putting this in quotes because this is exactly what she said. An actual. New York City firefighter like they are fucking gods which a lot of people find them to be and um, we do end up meeting him and I have questions about this okay. dude because other than the he fact doesn't that he's look like an actor pretty. to me oh he's, he's <laughs> beautiful I choked on my beverage A his name is Bernardo yeah not the right name for him but okay we couldn't give him the Bernie nickname nothing Bernardo okay I put in my notes is he actually a real FDNY firefighter? Because he doesn't look like an actor, and he doesn't act like an actor. <laughs> I feel like they brought in a real He's got the musculature for it. Which is great. I'm sure they should have that. <laughs> but at the same... I, I mean, I know a lot of FDNY, but at the same time, this guy doesn't look like an actor they brought in to look like a firefighter. Like, he looks like they brought him in... To teach them how to be to, firefighters well, for, for real. real. Like, for <laughs> real. You know, in case they need to legitimately. I like that they brought him in for a weekend as though, like, that was going to be enough time to train to be firefighters. Because Veronica was like, oh, we'll have him come in for a couple of days. Like, yeah, that's definitely enough time. <laughs> they don't even have a firehouse. They don't have, they don't have really anything at this point. I don't even think they have fire hydrants in... Do they have fire hydrants in Riverdale? I'm pretty sure Hiram scooped those up too. <laughs> I I honestly have no idea. There's uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Though. I don't know. I have to backtrack a little bit because 
before Archie can get his gang of students together, these poor kids, um, <laughs> his buddy from the army, Eric Jackson, comes oh, back. Oh, yes, Eric Jackson. That's our favorite funny. likeless <laughs> army vet. Okay. And I only uh, say that because it's prominent and they make it known and they have to make it known because that's what I, okay so what I wrote down in my notes when he first showed up is like oh man I just I don't I don't know that he isn't going to be a problem you know he he showed up feeling very I don't know unstable and and just I I, I felt very like unstable. I felt like he was gonna cause trouble and I just wasn't sure how I admire Riverdale for bringing attention to the state of affairs of veterans in mm -hmm. our country and that's actually a pretty serious issue that deserves a platform however I don't think Riverdale is going to treat it with the necessary it might do it dirty. Yeah. And yes. that seems to be the trend. Yes. And I I agree with you. I agree. I almost wish that they didn't even touch it because I feel like they're not gonna do a good job addressing it and it's it's going to turn into Right. They took it to different levels because not only is he an army vet, but he's an amputee. And mm -hmm. then they use that when he introduces himself to Archie's class, you know, like A awful. That, you know, nobody wishes that on anybody, but at the same time, not all army vets have that. So that I feel like there's a stigma there that they're working off of, which, like you said, I, you know, we don't want to downgrade any of this. And I really hope that they turn it around and they don't make it all about PTSD. I mean, they're working on the PTSD vibe because yeah. he then pulls out I mean later on we find out he pulls out like a fucking shotgun and wants to right, go after Hiram. To kill Hiram. Understandable. Understandable and I feel like he's the first one to actually really Honestly he should just let him go. <laughs> we right, solve like, a lot of problems if he just killed Hiram at this point. Right Hiram doesn't know who he is, so just fucking hit him out of left field and we're good to go. But then we wouldn't have a show, so Right. My my feeling this reminds me a lot of um Reggie and Reggie's mm. abusive father and that whole plot line that was brought up to just kind of introduce some extra drama and also provide Archie with an opportunity to be a hero and like stand up for his friend. And it feels, but it was never really dealt with in any proper way. Reggie never sought counseling or got out of his house or he like came to some sort of I feel understanding like with his father. Like, right. we, like we never even got closure on that. And I feel like the same thing's about to happen with Jackson. This is Archie's opportunity to step in and play the hero again and offer assistance when, you know, the government is letting down his friends. And, but I think it's just gonna be played to suit Archie's plot line and character development and and Jackson's just going to kind of get buried in that and the actual issues that are really important are never going to be dealt with. I th think that's why they brought him in because yeah. I don't think first of all we're going to get character development. Yeah, I don't think we're going to delve into the issues that they just brought up in this in this episode about war and veterans and what are PTSD. we fighting for and right and saying none of us matter like that's I, all really heavy shit it's very heavy when that whole thing he's and he goes into it and jackson goes into it and is saying like none of us matter and all that mm -hmm. it was probably the realest i've ever noticed the show to be and yeah. i 
And the closest to, like, a political statement I felt like it ever made. Very. So I don't know how long they're going to go with that. Yeah. I I feel like it's... That's not what this show has ever been. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's the direction that it's going to continue in. So so that's what makes me feel like Jackson's character is just going to be discarded at some point. And and it's just going to be an opportunity for Archie to show how you know wonderful he is and like i'm sick of that Mm, yeah 100 percent. and archie's able to recruit his students okay i can't even let you finish this sentence because he said he was like okay like you can sign up but you know you You need your parents permission and you need to be 16 what 16 year old's parent would sign that Form and be like, yes, you can run into burning buildings with zero training and no resources. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. They're, most fire departments, as far as I know, they have the juniors. Okay. And the juniors usually start at 16, which is around the ages of these kids. Mm-hmm. But that's for well-established fire departments. Right, where they would have like trained firefighters right like so, I mean they're and they're, they probably don't send 16 year olds into burning buildings right it's not an immediate situation <laughs> like there's a lot of training and it's a lot of like you know hangouts where we did see them just hanging around bullshitting and yeah. you know again we got a great product placement product placement of car water which I I haven't even I didn't even know that was a thing those bottles are huge. Yeah, they're massive. And I mean, if they were going to pick a bottle, they'd pick the right one. Those could help put out fires. <laughs> There's enough water in there. There are them. no hoses, so There's you no might hoses, as well. right. There's no fire hydrant, so you got to use using the water. Just water. At yep. least it's filtered, you know, only the best for Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's where I think that's going. I have a random question mm-hmm. about fires. So Chief Russell said that Hiram firebombed the firehouse. Is that a verb that you've ever heard before? Firebombed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if that was a thing that I just, like, didn't really... That sounds like something out of a superhero movie where, like, they took a bowl of fire and just threw it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm assuming... It, I assume it's like I'm they assuming lit, it's, like, something on fire and threw it in. Yeah, I'm like, assuming it does what it says on the tin, yeah. and it, it's a bomb of fire <laughs> that they set off like in the Like a grenade of sort, department. but yeah. it just starts a fire. Yeah, I just, it was kind of a strange way to say Hiram burned down the fire station, but whatever. It, Hiram's going that, to so many extremes, it's not yeah, even funny. I, well, the thing is, I, I think um, Veronica said something, like, the string of arsons in Riverdale and we really only know about the one that happened well the two that two. happened in the last episode right. but she made it sound like it was a pattern and then I guess they make more references to that so Hiram's I guess just burning shit down in Riverdale trying to destroy the town but I mean this is the first time we're really kind of coming up against it so I guess we'll take their word for it yeah I mean it, clearly there's gonna have to be more fires if we're getting a fire department now and I'm still there not convinced is one. that we are. <laughs> well, I mean, there is one. They burn the pool hall down, and unfortunately, Earl. R.I.P. Earl. R.I.P. Earl. We barely knew thee. I had that. I had that in my notes too. I said, "Oh, hey, Earl," and then I was like, "No, we just met Earl. We hardly knew ye." I feel like he was a patsy, though, because if you look back on it, I feel like he was sent there to make it known that. Oh, hey, like, are you a fire department? Yada, yada. Like, he has this whole, like, dialogue. And then 
he ends up being in the place that's set on fire. I why, don't know. why would they kill him, though? Listen, it's Riverdale. <laughs> I'm just... I'm trying to piece it together. I don't know. What is... Okay, so say Hiram says, I'll pay you whatever. To go in there and Go ask in there, them? plant a seed. Then all of a sudden, blows be, up the fucking... in danger. Right, blows up the fucking pool hall that Earl's sleeping in, clearly. He doesn't make it, R.I.P. And then Hiram doesn't have to fucking pay him. <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking. Like, there's... But this know. is how I don't know. But I just feel I mean, like there makes, was some it setup makes there. Just as much sense as anything else that happens in the show. There's just so. some setup there. I feel like there was some weird. Yeah, there was something there. Okay, I I didn't read into it at all. I just I thought it. This was classic Riverdale. They introduced somebody just. I to, should stop looking into stuff. No, I, I mean just, I think there are things that deserve like more attention, um, particularly the fact that Hiram is trying to destroy Riverdale for reasons that we're suddenly not aware of anymore because our previous idea was that he wanted to start this new town, Sodale, and choke out Riverdale is apparently a smokescreen, as mm. he, like, very obviously said to Reggie, he was like, it's a smokescreen, it's a smokescreen. And, and Reggie's <laughs> like, this is not our endgame. Like, they're being super obvious I about hate the that they use endgame, though. They they actually use it a lot. I think I they, they feel like, once like they it. unleash that beast, but... It was very prominent when he said it, though. But the, like, honestly, this is keeping me up at night. What is it a smokescreen for? And I just don't know. We I, Like, I don't know what... Hiram wants anymore. What else could he want? Right. Yeah. What, what else? What do you, you need? need? Is he gonna start a rum business? No. Is he tied into something else? I mean, he must be. I. He has to be. There's, there's, there's got to be more to it if that's what's happening. But I don't know right now. And it, and it could be anything because it's river. I mean, we went to organ harvesting in like the last reveal, so. <laughs> It could be legitimately anything. I mean, on that note, I feel like I can quote Hiram and say, <laughs> Riverdale can't be saved. And that's what he says to Veronica when she confronts him about the fire at Archie's house. <laughs> you know, I have she to knows say, immediately that it's him, so she goes right to him. I, I really... In, I usually hate Veronica and Hiram. I really enjoyed their banter in mm-hmm. this episode. I I think they're making Hiram into sort of a more whimsical villain rather <laughs> rather than like a serious uh, threat to society. He he almost feel and and I felt this in that scene where him and Reggie were talking about the smoke screen and like searching the swamp and whatnot and it was almost like a buddy comedy situation where he's like, no, boss, like, listen. Right, right. Like, we let them search the swamp. We're the good guys. And he's like, that's a great idea, Reggie. I didn't even think it. Like, it's it's very, like, over the top and just kind of silly. And I'm actually kind of here for that as, as a character choice for Hiram because I think when he was being serious in the previous seasons and just very business-like, it got very repetitive. So I, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with him in, in what he's trying to do here, but he kept calling Veronica and like taunting her. And there was that whole conversation about her counterfeit money printing where he's just teasing her. And it's it like, it was kind of funny. And I was like, this is, this is more fun than the usual. 
printing fake river dollars to sabotage me? Are you accusing me of counterfeiting your counterfeit money? My numbers aren't adding up, and my numbers always add up. Someone is flooding the economy with money I didn't print. Which of course devalues the money you did print. It's funny how economics works, isn't it? As Archie would say, Daddy, you suck. It's hilarious. I mean, the whole... <laughs> We're talking about Riverdale. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I feel like they're making some choices now. Trying to steer into the skid in certain ways. And I think that they're they're trying to shake things up in a, in a different way to, to have more longevity. Right. And I mean, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Veronica is trying to get her students to help revive the businesses in Riverdale. And she comes up with a plan. This plan we texted each other about because it was immediately hilarious. I mean, the minute we heard it. Um, she wants to make her own currency. <laughs> River dollars. River dollars. River dollars. That River doesn't even sound, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Nothing. I don't like it. <laughs> Is it one word? Is it two? I don't like it. Oh, I, I was spelling it as, as one word. Oh, I wasn't. See, I don't know. <laughs> well, because I assume the D from Riverdale was like the, the segue into River Dollars. Mm. Um, but I did, I did do some like minor research on this um, town in Oregon that she um, referenced mm -hmm. as her baseline for this project and it was in fact a true story okay there it was like after the great depression and to kind of like lift the town out of debt they created their own currency but i think this reminds me of I, when i was in the sixth grade we did this stock market game <gasps> thing did you I do did this that. i did that in high school actually yeah so that was really fun it, it was kind of like a cool way to introduce you to a real life money money situation money situation and right. have some exposure to it i think that that's that this kind of a project would have been great in theory i think the fact that veronica was willing it's to doing trust it for real. Like, the town yes. the actual economic stability of a town with a bunch of high schoolers was insane yeah she's putting it in the hands of them which is so odd again if it was a lesson and it was fake and it was just in class that's one thing but she wants it legitimately done um she ends up going to cheryl to help design her money and it's just, it's hilarious because even the town, I mean, Jughead's working at the diner and he's like, what is this? Why is Veronica printing Monopoly money with her face on it? <laughs> he's like, what is this, just Monopoly money with Veronica's face on it? Like, yeah. it's, and even Tabitha rolls her eyes and she's like, you still get paid, but we just have to fucking move this stuff. You know, like we have to work with this right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I was never really good at economics in high school, so um, I don't quite understand how this actually helps, but I'll go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt. I feel like regardless of your level of knowledge on the subject and trusting an actual town's economic future to a bunch of high schoolers is a bad idea mm -hmm. and then she's like shocked when it goes wrong <laughs> oh yeah and they decide we're just gonna print more because i mean why not you need more you print more if they have the access to it they're gonna do it and they don't really understand it yeah so why the hell not and obviously she accuses Hiram at first because she's like who yeah, else is gonna fuck obviously. with everything? <laughs> right. Who else is gonna fuck with everything? I, and um I hate I, I couldn't believe this when she's 
teaching her class and Hiram comes in to, you know, just eye roll. Poke I and just prod. really badly She literally rolls. called him daddy in front in of her front entire of class. I wrote my notes. Stop saying daddy. I cringed so hard. Very clever, Mia. Daddy. I'm in the middle of a class. Oh my god. You're a 20-something year old woman at this point. And you're a teacher in front of a in front of your entire class Disgusting. of high school age students. It made me gag. Like could you uh, be slightly more professional? Possibly. Oh my god, I wanted to kill myself. I was like, really? Yeah. Really could you not? She's annoyed at her students because they decided to overproduce and make fake river dollars. And, you know, to teach them a lesson, she decides they're just gonna clean the town, which I mean what Right. Whatever. Riverdale hasn't had garbage pickup in months, according to Hiram. That's disgusting. And that is, and that brings me back to who is living in Riverdale? Who is who finds it who right? Is tolerating these conditions? And again, if you can afford how to is leave, he not, you how leave. is he not like shut off the water at this point? Yes. Like, I don't know how. Yes, exactly. Like they've removed all funding for public services. Like yeah. they really shouldn't even be able to function as a town. It's it's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's frustrating, 100%. It really is. All right, so um, Jug's having a bit of an experience. Oh, my goodness. So let's let's talk about Nana Rose's story. <laughs> I mean, they're keeping her relevant. Let's just they say are. that. I just, I think maybe going to her as a source when she's sort of senile and, like, kind of nuts is, mm-hmm. is misguided. But... If we take Nana Rose at her word, and we believe everything she says. So she found a Mothman body in the maple syrup groves. She says an autopsy was performed. By who, we do not know. Going with was it Cardinal Senior. Yeah, was it done internally, like by a Blossom, or was it done by Dr. Cardinal? In which case, that should have been Jughead's first question. I don't understand why he didn't ask immediately, like, well, what did they find in the autopsy? And who did the autopsy? Are there records? Can we see them? He just doesn't even probe on that, which I was like, what, what are you doing? I think he took her for, like, she's a senile old woman. But even so, he's he's a journalist. He should be naturally trying to follow up on these things. Anyway, regardless. So mm-hmm. let's believe that this autopsy was done. So she also said that the other Mothmen came looking for their friends. Mm-hmm. She said friends, plural. Yep. Because I initially thought that she meant the dead Mothman whose body was found. But friends is plural. So is she talking about the guys that Mr. Dreyfus talked about? Right. Are those their friends? And why were they looking for them? Right, because they they disappeared and came back. So, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I I don't know what happened there. And then she also relates the story like it's totally normal. And I get (laughs) that she's old and she might be losing it a little bit, but she should probably be aware on some level that she sounds like a crazy person. And, you know, she offers to provide this body. to them Mm -hmm. for examination because she's been keeping it for you know however many years maple syrup is not a preservative so i don't know how that works and riverdale does it sure does (laughs) because it it works around maple syrup apparently i have so many questions around nana rose's story if we're going to take it at face value there are a lot of a lot of things to follow up on there and they just don't seem to do any of that even if you don't believe her, 
if you can ask for a copy of the autopsy to prove that it was done, right? maybe that's more valuable than asking her to send you the, the body. I don't know. Right. She does. Which they end up getting. Yeah, she, she does, does send, send the body. <laughs> she does send it. Or a barrel turn. Okay, let's say a barrel turns up at Pops, presumably from Nana Rose. I have my tinfoil hat on because I think, I don't know, I think there's something fishy going on here. But we, I mean, Nana Rose didn't deliver it herself. We don't right. see it. We don't see it being delivered. We don't know how it gets there. I think. I'm scared. <laughs> you're giving me the I am because look. I'm scared. I don't know what you're going to say. I, I don't, uh, I don't have any real basis for this other than a gut feeling, but it's suspicious to me that the Blossoms are involved and that they're the ones who discovered a Mothman corpse and that they have it in their possession. Mm -hmm. And I think that there, if there's going to be a logical explanation for what's happening here, mm -hmm. if we're going to say that there are no aliens, there has to be some other reason why this alien body in maple syrup exists. Mm -hmm. In which case, it would have to be a cover-up for something. And I don't know what that something is, but if the Blossoms are involved, I, I don't trust the Blossoms. I don't trust any of them. Right, yeah, nobody does. And maybe Jughead coming to ask questions about it triggers sort of a response from them to be like, oh, well, let's throw Jughead off the trail. You know, whoever comes inquiring about this will just perpetuate this legend of the Mothmen to keep them from discovering what we're really covering up here. I, I get that, but I also feel like Nana Rose is off her fucking rocker, and I don't think she would follow really anybody's suit with, oh, there's a cover-up to something. I think she's Unless going to just... Unless it involved the Blossoms in some way. Maybe, but I feel like she kind of... She's kind of a wild card. I, I agree with you. the beat of her you. own drum. This is her her time to shine. And she witnessed this alien. And she witnessed all this stuff. And this is... She's ready to be heard in some sort of way. She's always put on the sideline, if you think about it. She's really... They think she's this fucking... But this is her thing. Like, this is where she gets to fucking talk for the first time. And really say what she has to say. Mm -hmm. And she's saying it all. It was an alien. I mean, there was an alien on that tape. What, well, it was, was something that? that looked like an alien. Right. We don't know if it was... Why are we calling it a Mothman, though? Legit. Yes, I had that question down as well. They don't look like moths or men. No, they men. look like legit aliens. Like yeah, like E.T. <laughs> right, what we know as an alien to be, that's what it looked like. Well, that's, that's why it's all very suspicious to me, because it's very classic alien. And if, mm. if somebody was looking for aliens and you showed them this, they would be like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was expecting to find. Right. So the connection to the Mothman is tenuous, especially because... Because even at um, Old Man Dreyfus's place, we saw that sculpture that very much resembled the oh, Mothman moth. of yeah. the actual legend that we discussed in the last With the episode. With red eyes and the whole thing, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't really know exactly what's what's going on with this. And my theory is very flimsy in lots of ways. But I'm operating under the assumption that there is a logical explanation for everything that's been happening. That there are no aliens. There's no Mothman. You just I, said logical. Yes, I did. For Riverdale. I know. <laughs> and, Sorry, that caught me off guard. Yeah, no, you're right. And and you're right to be skeptical. Uh, I just, they've never gone into the supernatural before or the unexplained. There's always been some kind of reasoning behind it. 
how sound how right. sound that reasoning in is is up for debate, but there usually is an explanation. So, or a human form. So we, yes. we shall see how that pans out. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious, but we still don't have all the pieces. Although I will say, you know, Pop did mention when they were interviewing him about his encounter that somebody had posited that it had something to do with a military base nearby. Correct. Which, if you recall, I had mentioned something military you did. related in the actual legend of the Mothman. So mm-hmm. um, I thought that was interesting and I wrote that down because I was like, ooh. They may be, be working off of this That directly. could be related. But, but we'll see. I, I still think that makes the most sense in terms of an explanation, that there's something nuclear <laughs> going on. We Hopefully we find out. Um, <laughs> not anytime soon. Not I'm anytime thinking. soon. I mean, we need a show. We need episodes. So they're going to they're gonna drag this out as far as possible. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to talk about, Jughead's drinking problem. Yes. Which Tabitha picked up on pretty quickly. Yeah, well, he doesn't necessarily hide it very well. He doesn't hide it. I mean, he pulls out a flask <laughs> middle of the day. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the first thing when he was like, oh, something strange is happening here. You know, she's like, well, have you been drinking again? Like, it's... Yeah. She's... A fair question to ask. Yeah. I, at first, I was drawing a parallel to FP because FP was mm-hmm. once an alcoholic. However, I think this is less about FP and more about Jughead being a writer because there are so yes. many famous writers that had alcoholism and issues right, with alcohol. It's the stru- it, right, it's the stress of writers, block all that stuff. It's- the smart thing to do would be to draw a parallel back to his family history, but they're not going to do that. They, they're trying to make there, him that right. classic struggling artist right. yep. vibe. And That's exactly what I think it is, yeah. It's probably with the mustaches too, but fuck the mustache. Every I made time a note, I see it now, I just I want to throw it. I made another note, and I was like, "Please get rid of it. It's really disgusting." Like, who made this choice? Who decided that this was gonna happen? I I feel bad for him because I feel like if he, I feel like he must look in the mirror and be like, "Man, this does doesn't he look like good." It? That's what I mean. Like, he must look in the mirror and be like, "Oh, this does not look good. I can't believe they're making me like have facial <laughs> okay, hair on like, this show." Okay, if that's the case, Phil. <laughs> It in. Like, <laughs> you have makeup artists. Do something. <laughs> that facial hair. Oh, it's not If you good. have to have it, have it. Don't. That is just gross. That's like prepubescent <laughs> yes. hair. Yes. Yes. So many of my, like. And you're supposed to be a fucking grown yeah. adult. Yeah. No. Yeah, right. If it's, if the intent is to show that he is aged, that's not working. <laughs> or give him a beard. Why a mustache? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. But if we want to keep on the maple train. The maple train. I don't know why I just made that up. <laughs> but we can get into Cheryl and that she's back in <laughs> she's back in the regular population. She got out of the house, she got out of Thornhill. Tony was able to get her out of there by getting the Vixens back together. And she quotes, getting the band back together. Getting the band back together. <laughs> But of course, like, Cheryl thinks it's hers, which I, I don't understand that because it's been years and it's not her squad anymore. It's students that she would be advising. So it's like, yeah. you're not the cheerleader anymore. You're the coach. You're yeah. the, the teacher. But it's it's just so funny. And I love how she she's like, Dakota Elton John, the bitch is back in town. You know, she's just... I, I don't understand her fixation on this. I don't either. And... 
I think we tried to tackle that in the last episode about how it reminds her of a better time in her life. And that was something that made her really Mm -hmm. happy. But I find it disturbing in a lot of ways. So I don't support this dictator type leader of, of a high school group. And this stems back to my high school where we had, I was not involved in this Mm -hmm. organization, but my sister was, we had a show choir that did singing dancing they were really good like they were amazing they weren't allowed to go to competitions because they were so much better than other show choirs on long island they were like please don't compete so they were really good however the leader of this group was a tyrant he was a horrible person he made them all feel totally shitty wrecked their self-esteem, really crushed them, brought them down, would threaten to walk away from the group if they weren't performing to his standards. It it was, it was honestly, everyone called it a cult because it kind of was. They were all so dedicated to this one person who was so shitty to everyone. I never got over it because it, it seriously disturbed me that somebody was allowed to treat high schoolers like this. Right. And, and that's what Cheryl reminds me of here. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that she talks to them, the way that she talks down to them, the way she makes them feel like crap. <sighs> People forget high schoolers are still kids. They're yeah. not even adults yet. They're still growing up. And their self-esteem is so fragile at that time. And to have somebody tell them that they're worthless that they're not doing a good job, that they're underperforming, that really gets into their heads and stays with them for life. So I really hate that Cheryl is this for the vixens. I get exactly what you're saying, and I think that's exactly why she is how she is. Because she is trying to get a sense of normalcy for her, and this is all she knows. Yeah, And that's what sucks. It sucks that she is deflecting it off to these students and it's and tony gets that she called her out for it she said that sounds a lot like something your mother would say absolutely and you know and that triggered her a hundred percent and she's like let's do a dance off and it's like tony obviously points out (laughs) i'm pregnant right which is what i said last episode like why would you Um, why would you challenge a pregnant lady to a dance so one of her students volunteers she's like i'll be the patsy i'll do it and it cracked me up because i literally felt like i was watching a tiktok dance i'm 99 sure this is the same song that she battled veronica to oh i think it is it sounded 99 yep I didn't look it up. It did sound like that. It wouldn't surprise me if that's exactly what they did. They thought they were being clever by doing that, but it was like, But at the same time, like I said, I felt like I was watching TikTok. It was, especially the student. The student's dance was... The student's dance was not very good. It wasn't, but I'll tell you, that's what TikTok's all about. I'm not on um, TikTok. I don't know. I also didn't think Cheryl's was either. So, I mean... Cheryl's was better, but... It's just... Well, what blows my mind is that anybody voted for Cheryl because they don't know this person. No, but they're intimidated by her. Are She's they? doing what she... Well, I think... Yeah, all, she I mean, had to, I think, all they had to do was, like, not vote for her, and then she would have had to leave. 
But she wouldn't have. I, I think there was an intimidation tactic there somewhere. Oh, I don't know. I just thought that was very strange that anybody voted for her. They have no idea who she is, and their friend is competing against her. Like, why would she get any votes? I yeah. just thought that was strange. I mean, they they end up deciding to co co-captain co-captain i don't know why tony thought this was a good idea yeah it's not because then at that point cheryl takes it on herself and decides she's gonna just run everything she's just gonna run it and it doesn't matter and she's not gonna let tony know anything you know tony lets her have it understand him she tells her like it i mean it's not anything cheryl wants to hear but she has to and it bothered me because cheryl's like your cruelty is beyond words I and was I'm like, so upset. she's not I being agreed, cruel at I all. I agreed with everything Tony said. Exactly. I, I honestly think that I have said exactly what Tony has said. I don't think she was being said. harsh at all. No, she was speaking actual truths. And, you know, Cheryl just didn't want to hear them, which I think is, is probably the point. Right. Cheryl wasn't going to get it. But everything Tony said, I was just like, yes. Yes, Tony. Yes, right, this say needs it louder. To be, right, it needs to be said. And I think... At that point, you know, Cheryl's just defeated, and she goes home to get defeated a little more. Yeah. Apparently, that whole art fraud business is not going to work out. (laughs) It's not. They they done caught her, and that's not a good look. Um, Do we know what's going to come of it? We don't. They kind of left us on a cliffhanger She's not being reported, so we know that. Right. And then, so what is the art dealer's... Um, motivation for not reporting her. By the way, I just want to quickly mention that her last name is Marble with a B rather right, than Marble. Marple with a P, which is what I thought it was. In I the initially last thought episode. it was Marple. Yep, yeah, I wrote Marble this time though. So yes, I don't know. I, if I, I I don't know if it was a, a typo on my end or if that was the show. But no, I I heard a P in the last episode, and that's why I went on a whole tangent about Agatha Christie last time. I think I just wanted to brag about my knowledge of Agatha Christie, but. Uh, I just enough. wanted to correct myself and say that it is marble with a B, and suddenly that name is not as cool as it once was. It is close enough. Anyway, we don't know what her motivation is, if she wants to work with Cheryl in trying to scam people, or if she's just trying to cut her some slack because right. she's clearly a damaged person. And can I just say, when they, the scene, when they initially were, like, panning into wherever they were sitting, talking, <laughs> there was a painting of a fox with long hair like Cheryl's. Mm. And it was very creepy to me. (laughs) Like, who made that and why? Like, it was literally a fox, I think, that was supposed to resemble Cheryl. Interesting. It had her long red hair, but Hmm. it was a fox face. I don't know. It disturbed me a little bit. I didn't notice that. Maybe I have to watch that back and look at it again. It was like... The scene's happening, and it's, yeah. like, on the right-hand side of the screen, and you're like, huh. oh. And Could then, be symbolic. Maybe. Foxes I don't are know. clever. Yeah. And actually, um, female foxes are called vixens. Oh. So, that's a thing. The more you know. <laughs> it's I, very interesting. I, you know what? It's funny, because whenever I think Riverdale does something clever like that, then I think about the timelines and how fucked up they are. And no, how nothing don't matches. make me think of that anymore. And then I'm like, how could you do something like this, but then do something like that? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. But timelines are more important. But whatever, I don't want to get into it because it really frustrates me. Yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't linger on that but too we'll long. But we'll go into time, and we have to anyway get, because we have to get to Polly's disappearance. Yeah. Because um, I have a lot of questions here, too. Why did they need Dr. Kirtle to confirm that the dead body was Polly? 
why didn't they? I mean, Betty says, like, I hope we already know the answer to this, but is this Polly? <laughs> like, wouldn't you know? Again, we're going back to time, and it says that the body was co- decomposed for three years. You're not recognizing anybody. Yeah. And, oh, well... Dr. Curdle says the, the swamp preserved her. Again, as oh. same with maple syrup, that's not how swamps work. Any body in, in <laughs> water... That's not how swamps work. <laughs> I mean, I'm a professional swamp person. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, uh, More swamps, than I am. <laughs> swamps will deteriorate you faster. That enhances... It eats you away, Yeah, no? that enhances... Yeah. Because there's, there's bacteria and, and biology <laughs> happening there. The only thing that would preserve bodies is if they were, like, frozen. I don't understand the preservatives in Riverdale. Yeah, that but, seemed to be a common... Uh, yeah, well, that, it was twice in one episode where I was like, that's not a preservative. That, like, your body would be, like, in... It would you're be gonna bloated pick, and if you're disgusting. Pick out of the two, maple syrup would preserve more than a swamp. Oh, God, I... <laughs> I wouldn't preserve in either of those things. No, I wouldn't want to, but if one yeah, was going to preserve... Yeah, only because the barrel is sealed and probably sealed out from, you know, like, right. organisms and, like you said, and stuff. Swamps have vaccine. That Three stuff eats away. Three years in a swamp? Yeah, no, animals, you're done. for sure. Animals would get to it for sure. There's Fish no way. Fish eat you. Fish eat you. Yeah, and flesh-eating bacteria, oh my god, like, the, the list goes on. Yeah, but no. yeah, this body would not be intact. Anyway. And they're not living far enough north, as we established previously. They're within commuting distance to New York City. So Mm -hmm. nobody is living in an area where it would potentially be frozen for an extended period of time. (sighs) Okay, that's the end of my rant there. (laughs) So the body is not Polly. Right. It's not squeaky. Right. It's not squeaky either. It's not the other missing girl, Margaret Harper. Although they do find Margaret's body later. She becomes a household name because it's... We hear it a lot throughout the episode. They keep bringing her up. Right. She's a core victim in this whole Well, it helps body to situation. establish the pattern. Yes. The fact that this girl lived in Riverdale. She went missing. She was the only missing person in the past seven years, which mm-hmm. I find interesting because that means the other women found in river in the Swedlow Swamp are not from Riverdale, but just along the lonely highway. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? What? The Gilgo Beach. Dude. Yes. Yeah. Because they weren't all from here. Yeah. But they made it here somehow. <laughs> not <laughs> well, good. Well, at least as their final resting. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that does seem to connect these... Um, Margaret's mother said that Margaret had been hanging around truckers yes, prior to her disappearance. Yes, she did mention the truckers, which, you know, sets off the light bulb because Polly's been yes. hanging out with the truckers. And, and we've just been hearing things about truckers, like the serpents are involved in, in trucking now. So does that mean we need I to be what suspicious? what the writers are dealing with that they needed to involve truckers. Like, what... what <laughs> <laughs> what sparked truckers? Like, what's the well, fascination? Well, there is a famous serial killer in American history of, uh, I think it was out of Washington, and I can't remember the the name, and I'm just oh, shaming. So that's what they're going Just shaming of. my history of And I told you obsession. about one of my favorite movies, too. Yeah, so there there is a serial killer in America that was a long-haul trucker who, like, killed a bunch of people along his route, and that was one of the reasons why he was so difficult to pin down, because when you go out of state, you know, the agencies track, don't always right. talk to each other. So, you know, you find a body in one state, but they don't connect it to a body found in another state. 
So it seems like whoever is responsible for this is using Swedlow Swamp as a dumping ground because mm-hmm. we know of two bodies and a cell phone that are being found in Swedlow Swamp. Right. And if we're going to pick a place, I mean, Riverdale's kind of <laughs> off the grid. It's a cesspool anyway, so we right. might as well it's dump off your the bodies grid there. And nobody will ever know. This makes me um, start to question whether the TBK is the same person uh. as the Lonely Highway serial killer. Well, we know who's out. I'm starting He's to out call about. Yes, we do know that. And Glenn, <laughs> what's up, Glenn? What's up? <laughs> we haven't seen you in a while. But... I was going to say, I kind of got, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, <gasps> Glenn, you're back. I, I know. And honestly, he gave me sketchy vibes. And it he seems convenient that uh, TBK came back right. you in the midst right of this. Now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Betty called him for assistance with the, I'm calling it the Lonely Highway serial okay. killer because I they don't haven't come up with a name for him yet and I'm sure they're going to come up with one that's really shitty but I'm calling it the Lonely Highway Killer it's not really it doesn't roll off the tongue but whatever um, so she calls him for assistance and he's like oh and by the way TBK is back and I don't know maybe he was just trying to get her attention back on that or I, I'm not really sure it just it, something about that phone call didn't sit right with me yeah but they did say that bodies were being discovered in Tulsa, which is Oklahoma, so that's not necessarily near Riverdale. Right. And it seems like TBK just drops bodies wherever he murders them. Whereas, yeah, so there's whereas no, the right, river, no the lonely highway killer seems to be using Swedlow Swamp as a dumping ground, mm-hmm. or at least, and, and at least has been preying upon women in that zip code, or at mm-hmm. least like in that general area, and right. isn't necessarily going all the way to Oklahoma to kill people. So that had been my initial theory was that they were the same, but now I'm starting to question whether or not that's true. I'm not ruling it out entirely, but. Yeah, I'm especially a little... if Glenn is not on the up and up about TPK right now. Right, I'm a little suspicious. I'm gonna go back to Hiram for a second because oh no, <sighs> I get am. your tinfoil on. Yeah, I, I for the first time this season have a tinfoil hat on this one. Reggie and Hiram are blocking a certain area that's private yes, property. They seem to really not want people to. They go don't on want them. people there. And it's one of those things where it's a cr- like bodies need to be found. Why are why why are you block? It's not even like a substantial area. There's no house there. There's no you know. There's no building. I understand the private property sector of it, but at the same time, they're looking for a dead body. Like parent to parent, you're talking Alice to fucking Hiram. Let her fucking search. He won't do it. Right. That's suspicious to me right off the bat. Then later on, Betty decides she's going to go by herself. And of course, Reggie, the bitch man, is fucking... <laughs> he looks fucking... like he's just come from the stables. He's right? got like, these riding boots and these really fitted He jumpers. probably just came from a manicure, <laughs> but whatever. He's standing there and Betty's like, fucking let me through. They end up finding Margaret Harper. The description they gave as to how she fucking passed... Yeah. <laughs> They said the left side was pulverized by a wrecking, by wrecking ball. ball. What? Yeah, that made me think... I wrote that down, too. That made me think that perhaps um, she was hit by a truck. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay, well, then, then what are you... No, I just think, question? like, pulverized by... I'm just... That was just the description. I was kind of like, that's very specific. 
which just proves that the area is being worked on by Hiram. Oh. Construction-wise. Okay, so you think she was actually pulverized by a wrecking yes. ball? Yes. Okay. It was it was in the territory in which Hiram's working on. I see. And that's how she fucking died. Like I think I think it's true to what was said. I interpreted that as a metaphor, and that. She, Which it could be that she like he was he was using hyperbole almost to be like this is what it looks like. I thought that it meant that she might have been hit by a semi truck. I love how we both are using hyperboles in different situations in like different scenarios because we're like it's Riverdale, <laughs> they're gonna do it this way. We don't know anymore. We don't know shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's where I went with that. I'm like, okay. oh, that's why they were blocking off that area and so secretive. I have to say, I also clocked that. Okay, I thought that it was strange that Hiram wasn't willing to let people search on his property. There are a few reasons why I don't think he's connected to murders. The first being, I don't think they could do that to Hiram as the villain. I think they want to keep him on the show as long as possible. He's like the last parent and left. He, and he can't do something this awful, you know? Mm. He's done bad things, but I feel like being involved in this... I think that might be the point though would be bad i think they want to do that i think they want to we think this is him and his mediocre rivalry with his daughter like they want to keep that as our attention and then in the background he's fucking doing this bad like really bad that would be amazing I don't think Riverdale will do oh, it. Oh, that's my tinfoil hat theory, though. Can, I, we, can I, we put a pin in that? Yes, and absolutely. See it, and see I would if love it for you to be right, because okay. I think that would be insane. Yeah, but I we'll think that they like that. the dynamic of Hiram versus Veronica, and I think they want to keep that around for as long as possible. So I Which think they can through Reggie. I think But Reggie has happen. some good in him. He does, but I think it's going to be where... Okay, here I... Okay, I'm gonna... Right now, we're gonna say it right now. Oh, shit. Everything I said about Hiram, he he's blocking the area off. He fucking killed whoever's trespassed on this area. Purposely or inadvertently. I don't know how, but that's what's happening. And he gets fucking caught. Reggie takes over. But like you said, Reggie has a good side. Turns shit around. And Riverdale fucking comes back in its fucking glory. And... <laughs> That's how we get a series finale. Like something, in the end, there's a weird turnaround of events and Reggie's going to be behind it. Okay, that's a fair, I'm stretching, I'm going far, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah, that was, that was some serious. That was elaborate. That was some serious yoga you did right there. I some, did do some yoga. Some mental gymnastics that you and went through. And physical, my arms were doing weird <laughs> shit true. too. That's true, there was a lot of motion happening. There was a lot of motion. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think something like that's going to happen. I respect it. And again, I think like that would be a really dark but satisfying turn for the show to take. I don't I just don't think they'll do it. The other the other thing that led me to believe that Hiram was only protecting the swamp because of whatever other plot he has going on was that when when Reggie did come to him in that like buddy banter mm. scene he seemed miffed that a body was found there but not like 
devastated. And then when Reggie said, we should just let them search it and be the good guys, he was really amenable to that idea and just was like, right. fine. Right. He came Reggie around did to suggest, it really quickly. Okay, Reg, you're right. Reggie did suggest we could just, you know. Just let them do it. Fill it with cement or That's let not them our search. End game. So, it's not our end game. It's not our end game. So we could just let them do whatever they want. I really hate that phrase. <laughs> um... Right. So, I mean, like I said, I'm going to put a pin in my theory, but at the same time, here's anything. My theory. Anything's possible because also there's 21 girls missing. So That's a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. Which is another reason why I started to question if the TBK and the Lonely Highway Killer were the same. Right. Because now we're we're put into that. We're adding body counts. (laughs) Body counts. And then... The suggestions are here, human trafficking or a serial killer. And, of course, Betty's the first one to think serial killer because that's all she knows. Right. Are serial killers her whole life, which is so fucked up. But whatever. That's, I mean, it would be Betty to say it's a serial killer and only because she's experienced the TBK herself. One thing that I need to know, she keeps throwing around her weight as an FBI agent, but she's not Mm -hmm. really an FBI agent. I'm with the FBI. So the FBI is declaring this a crime scene. Oh, I think you're going to need better than that badge you got out of a jack-a-crack box, Betty. In the meantime, off my property. You can almost hear him hesitate before he says Jacker Cracks. Because nobody cracks. would ever say oh, that. Oh, because I just fucked it up. Did you hear me? I said Jacker Cracks. Jacker Cracks. <laughs> like, you don't want to say Jacker Cracks. No, because that's not what it is. <laughs> you can almost hear him hesitate and clearly be like, Clearly they are uh, not. <laughs> clearly they don't want to be a sponsor. But that's <laughs> just true. Just Doritos and Core. Oh, my God. Can <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Cracker Jacks, if you're listening, can you please be a sponsor of Riverdale? So we can say your name correctly. <laughs> please, just like help it us makes out it here. Hu- it hurts to say. Marcus Willis would thank you as well. <laughs> I'm sure that took a few takes, too. Oh, yeah, I, I sure. I, I would love to see the outtakes. But my question is, does she actually get that badge from a, a Jacker Cracker? box because if she's not right, an she agent can't have a real yeah, one. She, like how she can can she go around flashing this badge like yeah i'm fbi no unless you're not. she took uh glenn's <laughs> maybe i was they have i several. wouldn't put it past her right i feel like they don't have just one i think they have a few and i feel like she could have easily taken his or anybody's at that for that matter because she has the connection still <laughs> so who knows I have to put on my tinfoil hat for a second. I think I already did that earlier, but I'm going to do it again. You can have as many as you'd like. Yeah, I'm actually going to connect this back to the Mothman again. So I something that lingered in my brain from one of the first episodes of the flat, of the time jump was when Cheryl said that Hiram's approached them multiple times to sell the maple groves. <gasps> yes. I think that is something. I don't know what it is, but I don't think it is... Don't tell me he's involved with the aliens. That's my that's my guess. He's I, killing the girls and involved with the no, aliens? No, I don't... Oh. <laughs> I don't subscribe to the theory that he's no, killing the girls. No, but if you girls. combine our theories, <laughs> that's a lot of shit he's doing. Okay, I think he's doing one or the other. He's killing the girls <laughs> and he's making them look like aliens <laughs> and putting them in fucking barrels. Okay, we've been talking about this for too long we're going down a really weird it's it's getting weird i'm sorry (laughs) but you can't like i can't help but combine our theories but anyway Uh, yeah i i don't have much to back this up or to substantiate it but in searching for a, a reason why i'm trying to connect some of the plot lines here because if these are all separate it's a lot 
And it's not that Riverdale has never done that before and crossed things over or not crossed things over, but I just feel like something has to be connected here. And that sticks out in my mind that Hiram was after their maple groves and they found this Mothman body in the maple groves. Maybe he knew about it. Maybe there's some sort of connection there. And if he has some sort of other ulterior motive that isn't clear to us at this point, we don't know what it is. Why couldn't it be? It could either be the murders or it could be Mothman. We don't know at this point. Is the area that he blocked off that they tried to go mm. to the Maple Groves? Mm. I mean, it's not his property to tell them to stay off of it, but it could be related. But it is technically private property. It's technically... Yeah, it doesn't... He didn't say it was property. his private right. property. It was <laughs> technically it's Blossom property. Yeah. If that's the case. Mm -hmm. And again, yeah. more connections there. Just something just something to keep in the back of the mind. Good God. Why are they making us think so hard? <laughs> I don't... And honestly, I, I feel like... I don't think I've ever thought this hard at this I'm show. I'm going to be so disappointed when everything is revealed because they never... They never follow through on Our any minds of it. will be fully blown. Yeah. Any final thoughts or no final thoughts. I think we really covered everything. <laughs> and I'm glad that I don't foresee a break in the show anytime soon. I hope not. So I'm hoping we get some decent answers in the coming weeks. Yeah. I I hate how invested I am. <laughs> we're getting we're getting way more invested than I ever thought. But you know what? It's good. I do think the alien thing is really peak Riverdale. Regardless, we're gonna get aliens in this, and I'm kinda psyched. <laughs> we're getting aliens, we're getting whether aliens. we want them or not. I am a little psyched about. I think every storyline is gonna give us really good... Good content. Good content, yeah. Well, if you have theories about who the Mothmen are, is Hiram a murderer of 21 plus women? What's next week's sponsor is is cracker jack gonna get on board with the sponsorships of riverdale please let us so. know our email is i hate it let's watch it at gmail.com and until then that's endgame game